0: So, so we have an interesting topic today. Do we know? In communication, that's right, and it's all about you know using people's names, addressing people by name, which I think a lot of times in conversation and in group conversations and even one-on-one uh, tend to get overlooked. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've definitely picked up on just in my conversations with people, uh, social interaction across cultures too. Like when I communicate in French, in Turkish, in Greek. Um, in English, Um, and so with you too, I think like you probably noticed that with Mandarin. Um, So I think it's like this is something that uh, goes beyond like cultural norms and is really about, you know, the person. Yeah. Um, So that's our topic. And we can even talk about like ways of remembering people's names right when you meet them, which is what our video, video is about. So if you haven't had a chance to watch that yet, definitely check it out. Um, I think you'll appreciate it because it's something that a lot of people struggle with.
1: Yeah, and you know, right now people are probably thinking, well, what do I need to remember names for? I'm just hanging out at home. The reality is um, we still use people's names no matter sort of what our context is. Yeah. And uh, to the extent that you can use them, you can really reinforce the connection you have with that person, whether it's on the phone, over Skype, um, you know,
0: or, yeah. or in person, and
1: totally. so um, this really is something that uh, is worth getting good at and uh, and and sort of mastering because yeah. it goes a long way toward establishing a good relationship with the the people that you interact with.
0: Definitely, and they'll appreciate it too. Like you said, it helps you know establish the rapport, and they'll feel good. And they might not necessarily pinpoint why. You know, they might not say, "Oh, they remembered my name." Um, But they'll feel good because, you know, it's a nice, it's a courteous thing to do. And it sounds like it's one of these little things, right? It's just, it's remembering someone's name, but that's their identity. That's who they are. At least that's who, you know, if they're introducing you as themselves as the name, right, even if it's a nickname or if it's a name that they came up with themselves and would like to be called, right, you honor that. And it's really nice. And they'll feel, they'll walk away from that encounter feeling really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, uh, for us, when we learn someone else's name and we use it, it's just a name for them. Like you're saying, it's their identity, right? This is something they've heard their entire lives. Yeah. So just the sound of it conveys so much more meaning to them than it does to you. So it's easy to forget to use people's names when you're talking or avoid using them because you don't want to mispronounce it or you just forgot it. Um, that's easy to do, but, um, when you, when you are able to use it, uh, you trigger uh, this sense of familiarity with them that, like, like I was saying, really helps um, smooth out the conversation and, and reinforce that you're engaged and, and, you know, excited about interacting with them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you brought up the different, um, like, the name in a different language, different from your own language, right? So in that case, um, definitely, you know, ask what the correct pronunciation is. Say, I'm sorry, am I mispronouncing this? Or could you please repeat that one more time? I'd really like to get your name right, right? Cause it's not fun for the other person. And, and they'll, you know, be courteous, I'm sure. Like I've definitely had situations where I might not be saying it that right. Um, but I'll make an effort and I'll ask mm. if I think it's off I'll say, could you repeat that one more time? And he even like have them write it down phonetically. They'll, they'll really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And one of the things I like to do, actually, um, and my dad, I learned this from my dad, is y- you sort of ask about the etymology of the name.
0: Oh, I love that. Right?
1: Such so a good idea. Y- you, you say, oh, that's interesting. Is that, you know, is that an Irish name or, um, you know, is that uh, a Korean name? Right, you, you sort of ask about the specific of the name, what the, the background is, because that's typically a great way to open up the conversation. You get to learn a little bit more about the person, what their heritage is, um, and they also just appreciate that you're interested in sort of what their origins are, yeah, where they come from, where they're from. from,
0: what the tradition is behind it. Um, yeah, you could even say, "What's you know your name story?" In certain cultures, there's like the whole naming ceremony that happens. This is specific mm. to, um, I think, in some like Native American cultures, which is really cool. They tend to some 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 tribes uh, wait and they have like this whole naming ceremony. Wow! And you know, you can ask people, uh, "Is there a story behind your name?" Like. Uh, I definitely remember asking my parents why they named me the way they named me. And I think it's so fun, you know, if somebody asks you that. And, you know, there's a right way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can just show some genuine interest. And it's really nice to kind of uh, connect with them on that level. So, you know, how, how do we remember people's names? Well, we talked about, you know, when you're in a social setting, you can introduce people to them and, You know, when somebody comes in, you get a second chance to ask the person their name, but you're not really asking them their name. It's more indirect, (laughs) which is a little sneaky, yes. But look, if you forget their name, and that's kind of like on us, right? The onus is on us for forgetting. So before we even get to that point of forgetting, my communication, one of my communication professors in college, my rhetoric professor, Uh, We did a lot of public speaking in that class, but one of the sections was on remembering people's names. And he was a wonderful professor, Uh, Professor Del Bono. I still remember his name. He um, said, you know, come up with like a mnemonic for yourself that you don't necessarily have to share with anybody. Um, Just like the way the, the, it could be a mnemonic. It could be sort of like something uh, that helps you remember uh, Mm -hmm. what their name is, like Greg. Gregarious, Greg, you know, great, You know, find something. Greg the garrulous. <laughs> find something. I didn't have to do that when I first met
1: you. Uh, your name is like pretty straightforward. Greg is pretty, yeah. <laughs> Though actually. Um, People confuse it with George, right? Well also, it, for a lot of Asian languages, yeah. I found it's quite hard to pronounce.
0: Grr, yeah, the yeah gr- hard, that's that, hard. That,
1: that, that, you don't see that much.
0: Ours in, in general, Ava. in yeah. every language, like French, it's hard. In Turkish, it's hard. Yeah, You know, in Chinese, it's hard. In English, it's hard. In different types of English, it's hard, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there's not just one type of English. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, ours tend to trip people up. So don't yeah. worry too much about it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, what happens when you encounter one of those names, one of those like really gnarly names that you there's just no way you could pronounce? Are you, Is it better to sort of, uh, you know, uh, massacre the name and, and still try and use it, or, you know, stay quiet and, and um, not use the name.
0: <laughs> I think it's good to preface it with like, I'm so I'm so sorry, I'm probably butchering this, uh, da-da-da-da-da, the name, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like if it's very different from your own language, but then I think you should really try to, you know, Again, have a little tutorial with the person. Like, could you write it down phonetically? Uh, just show them that you're trying. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you can't produce that sound. That, that happens, right? There are certain sounds, depending on what our native language is, we have a really tough time replicating. Like some people can't even hear, I'm like pulling my hair out, <laughs> hear that sound, yeah. right? And the yeah. nuances. So just do your best. But I think it's really nice to, you know, preface it with, Am I mispronouncing this? I'm probably mispronouncing this. Could you help me with the pronunciation? Yeah, yeah. I really want to get your name right.
1: Yeah, when when I encounter those, what I like to do is um, associate whatever their name is, the pronunciation, pronunciation, um, to to a word that I am familiar with, right? So uh, even though it might not be super precise, uh, if if I can find a word that I know yeah. that sounds similar, That's
0: really good. to
1: that name. Yeah. then I'll, I'll I'll just remember that word. Yeah, uh, and use it right. So I love that. Yeah, it's it's a little different than the mnemonic strategy you're talking about in that um, it's not it has nothing to do with the meaning of the word. It's just simply something that sounds similar to it. Yeah, and that way I can just use words that I know and and it's close enough that yeah. they get it. Yeah, uh, and most of the time people know if their name is easy. To, to, to pronounce or not. Um, when I was actually in China uh, teaching uh, English, yeah. uh, seventh grade English in um, a very remote uh, region of southwestern China.
0: He took uh, me there. It is remote. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, too. Beautiful, really. One of the most
1: beautiful places Spectacular. in China. It's called Yunnan.
0: Pristine. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous clean, place. fresh air.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, the I, I knew the kids were not going to be able to pronounce my name. Uh, and so I had them call me Mr. G cuz G they can say Greg is tough but yeah. Mr. G is G. easy G they can say. In fact there is there's that a, sound. This is that sound in, yeah. in Chinese, right? Yeah. So um that I basically gave that to them in, uh, an opportunity to pronounce my name in a way that's easy. Yeah. And I think if you know that you have a tough name to pronounce, you can always do that. And when you're in cultures that you know have trouble with with that sort of syllable or that um yeah right good uh you can just basically condense it compress it into something that you know they can pronounce because it makes it easier on them and uh then they're more comfortable which makes you more comfortable and a better conversation overall
0: right like and if you know um that that's going to be the case for certain like groups of people you could say my name is da 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 but you can call me feel free to call me da 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 or you can call me da 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 We have some people hopping on. Hi, hello, welcome. If you guys have any questions, feel free to, you know, pop them in the the interactive chat. That's why we're here live in front of you. Um, I have a funny story about names. So we talk about pronunciation being definitely like a problem source sometimes um, in terms of like remembering names, trying to recall it, like being able to use it. Uh I always for some reason in like the American context, when I introduce myself as Mary Daphne, which is my name. It's my real name, my full name, uh people like <laughs> if yes. I had if I had like a camera every single time, like one of those GoPros, a Body cam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single time I introduce my name to somebody, I think the reactions would be hilarious. That'd be really funny. And I would say it very like clearly and, and like slowly, Mary Daphne. I'd be like You know, like just so taken aback. They were not (laughs) expecting it. And for the longest time, like I was like, oh my gosh, not again. Like I could basically time the reaction. And it's
1: not crazy either. It's three syllables. I don't I don't know. Mary everyone knows. That's a very standard name. Well, Daphne, okay, it's yeah. a little tough, right?
0: Yeah. Well, Daphne, yeah, like, so people were like, oh, like Daphne, like Scooby Doo. Like, people don't really have that name, Daphne, in, in the American context. Right. Um, it's, it's ubiquitous in, like, Greek and Turkish culture, French culture. Um, well, not so much ubiquitous in French culture, but they have it. So when I went to France for the first time, um, when I was, like, I think it was, like, 13 to study abroad, everyone in my school, had almost everyone, I'm telling you, this is not an exaggeration, 70% of the girls there had Mary something. Mm. So Mary Asrid, who's one of my best friends, shout out to Mary Asrid if you're watching, Mary Ombeline, Marie-Hélène, Marie-Caroline, Mary something. So they,
1: they know and the they, drill. Yeah,
0: so they had the drill. So I'd be like, uh, bonjour, uh, je m'appelle Marie-Daphné. And they'd be like, oh, Marie-Daphné, like, ça va. Okay, so anyway, um, it's interesting, right? So in different contexts, like, things can make sense, and you just have to give people the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, you can call me MD. Yes. Totally fine. Just call me MD, Yeah, I
1: think, you know. And choose, yeah, choose choose some kind of compression <laughs> that you're happy with. Um, MD is great, uh, but you sometimes just say, call me Mary or call me Daphne. And I always, I, I get a kick out of it, too. So yeah. I'm often around her, obviously, when she's introducing herself. And it's interesting what people latch on to. Some people latch on to the Mary part of yeah, her name. Yeah. Other people latch onto the Daphne part of their name. Some people
0: just make up a new name like Mary Beth, Mary <laughs> Ann. I'll be like, it's actually not that, but thank you for trying. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and so um, uh, you just kind of roll with it. Yeah. I have another funny name story, which is in college, um, there, uh, we have a cafeteria, right? So the colleges that we went to, you yeah. sleep at the college, yeah. and you have all your meals at the college a as well. Right? A
0: American typical like American experience college. in it's college. It's stay over yeah. college.
1: And so uh, I wake up in the morning, and I have an early breakfast, and there's always this uh, lady at the grill. Her name is Trudy.
0: Oh, Trudy. She was and the best. And she,
1: she, you know, we had a good rapport. Uh, and since I was one of the first people at breakfast... As I was I was afternoon. there too, yeah. Um she loved to cook me up my egg sandwich the way I liked it. And mm-hmm. uh the only thing was, and we'd always have a little chit-chat, you know, while yeah. she's while she's preparing it. Yeah. Um, but the only thing was she was convinced that my name was Craig. <laughs> my name is Greg with a G. She was convinced that it was with a C like Craig. C-R-A-I-G. Yeah. And um so <laughs> You know, I I got into this awkward situation where I was like, hmm. Uh, it's now been you know several months. She she or more like years at this point. Yeah, yeah. She's known me for years, and the the further along it got, the harder it was for me to actually work up the courage to correct her. Well,
0: because you've already built a connection. She yeah, already knew like exactly. how you liked your like if eggs I, or whatever. Yeah. And-
1: if if I had told her. Actually, by the way, after two years of knowing me, you've been mispronouncing my name and it's actually Greg. <laughs> that would be very embarrassing for her, be yeah. embarrassing for me. Yeah. So I, the takeaway from this is... It's a great story. Uh, there's two takeaways, really. Um, the first is if someone mispronounces your name um, and and you're intending you expecting to have sort of an extended yeah. uh, an acquaintance with them, correct it up front, right? Don't yeah. let it just drag on because it just like... It sits over you longer and longer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but if you don't correct it in time, uh, then just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. You know, yeah. uh, I just ran with Craig and I was yeah. happy with Craig. Yeah. <laughs> I, Craig was my alter ego. He was my breakfast ego.
0: Yeah, yeah, your breakfast uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, my
1: breakfast avatar. So anyways. That's a great story. Uh, yeah, a I love that story. one. I'm
0: glad you brought that up too. Because yeah. uh, there is like a time limit on these things sometimes, right? We have yeah. a lot of action in the chat. Oh, it's so great to see everyone here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the streaming setup.
1: Um, what, one of the uh, one of the people in the audience mentioned how uh, important it was to just yeah. speak in general.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I
1: totally agree with that. So I mean, true. Um, it's one of these. It's it's basically a muscle, right? And particularly if you live alone, um, you don't use that muscle very often. Yeah. And uh, when you don't use it. Of course, it atrophies. It, it atrophies, right? Yeah. It gets weaker. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the more the more that you can interact with people, uh, the more that muscle gets strengthened. Yes. Um, and of course, you don't have to do that in person. There's there's many other ways you can do it. Um, and and even if you if you don't have someone to interact with, of course, you can always set up your own podcast yeah, or definitely. you know YouTube channel yeah. and uh, do all the talking you want, and it's so someone's true. gonna listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And eventually, uh, yeah, it turns into something.
0: You know, it's funny, a lot of uh, YouTubers, uh, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of Ingrid Nelson. She's uh, since, she's reached like 4 million and now she's kind of doing something else, switching gears. So she's no longer active on YouTube, um, my understanding is. But she talked about how her first foray into YouTube was because she wanted to get over this like shyness that that Mm. was crippling her. And she, you know, didn't feel like she was a good public speaker. She didn't feel like she had the confidence. So she started a YouTube channel, and it was centered around makeup, which was something that she was interested in and really enjoyed talking about. And lo and behold, she started, you know, amassing this huge following. I mean, four mil—that's really right. substantial, right? Over the course of a decade or so. But still, um, for any of you uh, aspiring YouTubers, do it. Just know that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So. It could also be, you know, something where you just, you you speak uh, in front of the camera and just, you know, start to kind of familiarize yourself with it. And you don't ever have to publish those videos if you don't feel like it. But yeah. uh, it, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a great way of sort of, you know, using those muscles, utilizing those muscles. Totally. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, using people's names is just one aspect of communication. Obviously, on this channel, we have a much broader... Uh, uh, scope than, than just that. Totally. But it's a great place to start, right? Um, by opening up with a name um, and using it throughout your conversation. Yeah. You really reinforce the connection with the person. Um, you reinforce your own position in the conversation too. It feels good to use someone else's name. Yeah. It, you, you, feel know, yeah
0: you feel good about yourself too. Yeah. You feel good
1: about yourself. You're like, yeah, I remembered it. So professional. You know, professional. Like that was
0: polished. Exactly. You know? It feels yeah. good.
1: It's It's almost like a power move. It so, is. Um, it is. Yeah. so try it out, yeah. you know, and, and uh, um, use some of the strategies from your other video in terms of remembering it yeah. so that you are able to do it. Yeah. And I think you'll feel sort of what we're describing here. And it's, it's a cool feeling.
0: Yeah. And uh, one last thing before we go, um, you know, in like group settings, when you're when you're with, you know, let's say two or more people in a conversation. One of my pet peeves is when someone refers to me, as just like using my pronoun. So my pronouns are are she and her, okay. But now we know that there are more pronouns out there, which is cool. So, um, you know, ask them their pronouns. And instead of referring to them by like their pronoun in their presence, you can say Mary Daphne or MD. So it's like, for example, let's say we have three other people here and I'm talking about Greg to everyone. Like, yeah, he's so good at IT and tech Instead, say Greg is so good right. that first time, whole, uh, and then avoid that whole rigmarole morass. of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's
1: a good good tip.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing, right? Too about the pronouns. Like in teaching, um, we were always uh, instructed, at, you know, especially more recently, yeah, more recently, um, ask you know students what their pronouns are, and that's a nice thing to do, right? So, but whenever you get the chance, use their name, and you don't have to do it every single time you call them, you know, bring them into the light, but you do want to make it a habit of using their actual name or nickname. Do we have any questions here?
1: That's great advice. Uh, The one other thing uh, that I was going to mention is um, when you're in more formal settings, you sometimes have to decide whether to use their first name or their last name, right? Is it a a Mr. Root versus Greg? Is it, you know... Uh, miss, right? So you have to you have to be strategic about that. In most common contexts these days, in modern context, generally speaking, using a first name yeah is appropriate in
0: American culture. In American
1: culture, yeah. Um, but it really does depend on the context, and I don't think there's any obvious answer there. It never hurts to play it kosh, you know, play it play it safe. Yeah. So
0: use like Mr. or Misses. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: With that, it's kind of tricky with women because if you're married, uh, you say Misses. And so I would be Mrs. plus my last name. But um, it's not always clear if the woman is married. Like, she might not be wearing a wedding ring, or she might be, but you might not notice, or whatever. I don't know. Um, so sometimes you should ask, like, oh, is it Miss or Mrs.? And mm-hmm. they'll tell you. But it gets a little confusing yeah, yeah. with that as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, uh, over time, you, uh, you figure it out. And uh, <laughs> you start to, you start to you know, find the right balance of which to use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, In terms of like being afraid to speak, we have a lot of videos about that. So I'll link below some of the playlists. A lot of it has to do with just, you know, like increasing confidence, which seems like a little thing, but it can really help um, projecting your voice, just being confident and feeling comfortable and not feeling like you have to, you know, say something perfectly or say it, you know, Let's just end with that. Um, remember, we were talking about that podcast, and you were talking about how that person sounded super polished. Yeah. Okay. The Greg has a great anecdote he's just going to share quickly about, like, in terms of not feeling like you have to be on the whole time, like perfect the whole time, because that could actually be concealing, like, your genuine authenticity.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a. Um well, anyways, I'll, I'll tell a story. So, so basically, there was this guy, uh, this founder of a company recently, who um, uh, had this high flying company, and he was uh, just went public. And I was listening to a podcast with him, and he just sounded so convincing, so smooth talking. Like, just, like, Uh,
0: the perfect communicator that you can fathom in your mind. Exactly.
1: Like, everything he said made complete sense. No, filler words. Very clearly. Yeah, no. Uh, It sounded also very down-to-earth and genuine. I was like, anything this guy says, I believe. (laughs) And it turned out, like, uh, a few weeks after he went on to this podcast, you know, talking about how wonderful his company was, it turns out the company was embroiled in all kinds of fraudulent activity um, and that they had massively overstated the performance of their, of their business. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the company's Nikola, in case you were wondering, um, which was like a, a battery, it still is, a, uh, a, ba- or a hydrogen fuel cell uh, vehicle. Which is really company. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, The it's concept's awesome. awesome. Um, but the point is this guy had um, such an incredible communication style, um, and I was like, wow, this is an amazing person but that almost, that that sort of hid what was going on yeah. under, underneath. So, yeah. you know, don't always connect the smoothness of someone's communication abilities with uh, the quality of, of who they are, their moral principles, and, you know, the yeah. validity of what they're saying. It's yeah. just an important thing to remember.
0: And also what I like about that is that it alleviates the pressure, right? It reduces the pressure to always just sound like, perfect and that's just not human it's not natural like to be a good communicator it's about also listening really well it's mm-hmm. about connecting well like mm-hmm. using names right just things like that the things that we talk about really enriching your social uh social connections yep. so yeah don't feel the pressure of just like whatever you think of perfect as something that you need to do right if you have an accent that's okay right I always like to say if you have an accent that means that you actually know more than one language, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, so just you know, take it step by step and we're here for you, right? This channel is for you. So thank you for joining us. And we're gonna hop on now to Seeker Wealth where Greg is going to be leading us in a fun new discussion uh, with like financial literacy and all of that. And then following that, we're gonna do an advanced English. Uh, we started a new channel, Advanced English. So hop on to the channel page on Exploring to be connected to the advanced English. Uh, it's just meant to, you know, for people who's, um, for whom English is a second or third or fourth language, uh, a great way, a supplement to Exploring. So to use that in conjunction with Exploring. So that's it from us for today. We'll see you in the other channels if you join us there. Great to have you. Happy exploring.